This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end, Heidi fucking ho. <laughs> and welcome back to Chucky Queers. It's our weekly coverage of Don Mancini's show, and I'm Joe. And I'm Trace, and we are discussing the season finale, season two, episode eight, Chucky Actually, a holiday episode. <laughs> Indeed. Happy holidays, everyone. Oh, boy. Okay, so Joe, um, mm-hmm. this this season took the Game of Thrones route, where we have all the bombastic shit happening in the penultimate episode, kind of wrapping up the season's plots, and then mm-hmm. the finale is a little quiet up until the last 20 minutes where everything, like, everything goes tits up. Yeah, this is a slightly supersized episode. So my runtime was around 51 minutes. It felt about like four or five minutes longer than the other episodes. Mm -hmm. But I just really appreciate it. You're going to laugh because you're going to see it coming. (laughs) I really appreciated that we went back and spent a bit more time with just the kids to kind of reestablish where the show began and who our sort of central focus is. Okay, so I'm I'm happy that you're saying this. So, okay, looking at the season as a whole, Mm -hmm. are you more positive? Are you leaning more positive towards it than you were kind of in that middle stretch of episodes? I think so. You know, I'm I'm reflecting back on our conversations on season one, and there were definitely episodes where we felt like characters weren't being super fleshed out. Mm-hmm. We wanted to spend a little bit more time, and sometimes it felt like the show was barreling forward. So it feels like season two was doing more of the same. I think it was just that there were periods in the second season where I really just didn't know where things were going. And that wasn't always the case in season one. Season one felt like we were really building to something kind of clear and obvious. And you could see that through line. This one was just a little bit more mysterious. I do think, as you've been saying, this will play better on a rewatch when you kind of know what the flow is going to be like. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I've really enjoyed this season. I don't even know if I want to say that I preferred it to season one, because Mm -hmm. Despite being part of the same show, they both feel very like like very different beasts. And so right. I like them both, I want to say, equally, just for uh, different reasons. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think season two comes off feeling more confident. And maybe that's just because it's more like a sequel where we don't have to spend so much time establishing characters. We can just kind of jump right into it. But even... 
just the randomness of this episode, right? The campiness of it. It really felt like we were elevating everything that made the show different from all of the other shows we were seeing on TV. So season two felt like it was leaning into that in a more confident way. Yeah, I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Um and okay, so then let's let's go back to the, this episode as a finale, <laughs> as a stand, stand standalone episode. It's not standalone. Um, I um, I was kind of wrong. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just a touch. Mixter was Chucky, but she hasn't been <laughs> Chucky the whole time. I will say I appreciate that we don't get a, like a ten minute long flashback. It's just right. a oh, she really liked him when he was at the school, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, and we we get a gentle little retcon that talks about how she came to be Chucky, and it's a very fast moment. I actually really enjoyed it because it made that scene from last week's episode where Chucky gets shot a million times a little bit sad because you're like, oh shit, Dr. Mixter was not a good person. You know, we actually see her laughing and and goading Chucky into hurting these kids in Mm -hmm. these flashbacks, but still she didn't realize that she was going to have a body swap situation and then get her face blown off and just like shot to smithereens. <laughs> That's a rough go. <laughs> I don't think this was an intentional homage, but the only movie I could think of during that retcon was Halloween mm-hmm. Resurrection because oh god, oh god. <laughs> we, we are swapping the play with the killer is swapping the place with a, mm-hmm. a bystander. And also the bystander is uh, uh, incapacitated in a way to where they cannot speak to say, mm-hmm. wait, I'm not the person you're wanting to kill. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, if so. Ugh. But uh, <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, I'm surprised that neither one of us commented on the fact that that shootout last week is actually very similar to the end of the original Child's Play, or rather not the ending, the the sort of origin story for Charles Lee Ray when he gets shot in the right. toy store. And then, of course, we also get another Child's Play homage with the uh, safe Oh, number. I'm glad you caught that because I, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, November 9th, 1988. I right. bet You're you like, that's when... <laughs> what is that? Mm, oh, the... Uh, the origin of this entire franchise. That's yeah. when the first child play comes out. Constantly doing references. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, then, I mean, basically after that big reveal, it's a relatively quiet episode for about 30 minutes as mm-hmm. everyone kind of resolves their problems before everything turns to shit again. Yeah, which in a way is very evocative of a either Hallmark Christmas movie, a Christmas <laughs> movie in general. You know, I appreciated that one of the emotional climaxes of this episode is literally just everyone sitting down for Christmas dinner. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I love a good dinner scene. And Ooh. this, I mean, look, unfortunately, as soon as Lexi and her mom made amends, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, she's that, dead. That mom's not going to be around for much longer. <laughs> no. <laughs> And here's the thing, I didn't really even think that her apology was all that good. Like, not Lexi's. Lexi's was fine. But the mayor, I was like, no, you still strike me like a huge piece of shit. So I was very happy to see that she got maybe the second worst death on the show to date. Oh, man, she got a wild vivisection death. Um, Yeah, it was so funny because when we first meet her, you know, first meet her in this episode, she's very much like, I thought she was also on pills because she was acting Mm. all happy. But then, oops, rug pull. She's just on her Instagram live feed. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm trying to think. Maybe this is representative of real life politicians, but I would have thought as a politician, you would not want to be live streaming 
random events from your personal life, especially when you have a child that you don't entirely trust. I mm, maybe I think maybe, maybe. Just, well, just because it's like a small town, like it's not if it was a city mayor. Like, I mean, I know I guess this is a city, but it's like, you know, they're like in the suburbs. So I feel like it's I mean, she's talking about getting 30,000 likes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, not all of those are constituents. You can get followers from anywhere around the globe. But it it just struck me as like, ma'am, you will not have control over what happens live. So I am surprised you are doing this. I mean, I guess it's Hackensack. So I guess Hackensack is technically a city. But yeah, mm-hmm. nevertheless. Um, yeah, so we get that resolved. Jake and Devin, I was like, oh, God, are we going to like break oh, them up? So I'm glad that that got resolved pretty much. Although mm-hmm. I will say as someone who has been a sexually active teen, um, they would have been trying to fuck on the floor of Lexi's bedroom. I feel like the whole reason that Lexi was even in that room was so that we could just gently pull back from that. Because I thought the same thing. You know, it's initially you think, oh, well, they're still fighting or they're they're not going to be ready to do something like that. But at that point, I was like, these kids are going to try to fuck, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But they don't have time because they have a coup planned. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that we get that moment where they have clearly been waiting for an attack, which is also horrifying because we just had a conversation about we don't want to grow up to be like andy or kyle and yet here we are hiding in the closet with knives and here's the thing like one of my favorite things about this season has been that we get more time with these kids together Mm -hmm. so watching them be able to come together strategically employ yeah yeah i was just like (laughs) oh this is very 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 sweet and i'm glad that we have something like this and i hope it continues into a potential next season because unfortunately the show has not been renewed yet Yes, yeah, we're we're still recording these a couple of episodes in advance, but if I remember correctly, it got renewed on the eve of the penultimate episode in season one, so I'm hoping that sci-fi will have already made the right decision by the time you are hearing this. <sighs> Fingers crossed. But yeah, so we get this awesome, like, you know, uh, well, oh, okay, I guess before we get into the climax, we talk about uh, mm-hmm. Tiffany and Glenn and Glinda. Right. This... <laughs> um i'm assuming that was billy boyd's voice returning as glenn or Gigi now right yeah i mean folks peek behind the curtain once again we don't actually get end credits because they haven't always been complete so i wasn't able to check whether or not it was in fact the same but if it's not it is a dead on impression yeah now i'm a little concerned that this means that we won't be getting lachlan watson back next season but i mean who knows i mean never say never on this show right the the way possessions happen i mean because oh but actually you know what i didn't get though so if you recall in our Mm -hmm. discussion with don mancini i mentioned the heart of dumbala right and he said it comes back this season Mm Hmm. to my knowledge it has not come back this season right I have to imagine that he was just conflating that with the chant that Jennifer Tilly does with the Voodoo for Dummies book or something like that. Maybe. I mean, I I appreciated the what a crock callback we get in the epilogue. So sure, sure. (laughs) But to circle back, yes, I was actually deeply concerned when we saw the Glenn Glenda doll come back out. Like, it's an exciting moment when you understand what's going to happen. But then, yeah, it was this kind of crushing defeat when I realized we just had that really fascinating moment where Glenda kills the security guard, really acting on what their father had suggested was going to happen, right? That they are a killer. So I was looking forward to that story developing and i don't know what happens when you put the twins into a single doll's body well okay so this has been my kind of i don't want to say concern but my thing with glenn glenda gg overall mm-hmm. the conceit with this 
with this idea is that we praise the, uh, Mancini for, you know, having this kind of like doll with gender identity issues. But the problem mm-hmm. is based on this, because we have to put them both in the doll. Right. It is if one of them dies, the other one does too, because they are yes. technically the same person. Mm-hmm. But if you throw a transgender and gender identity thing into the mix, it doesn't really work super well. It will because I mean, look, I know there's no ill intent, but the implication is that, OK, so like a transgender person, like they're having gender struggles. But hey, we just split them into two different people and we get one boy and one girl. Maybe it's like a non-binary thing. Um, it's just a thing where I'm not bothered by this and I don't think it's offensive, but I'm kind of like, wait. Um. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I was the exact same way because it gave me a moment of pause. And this is where you know, you and I can try to parse it out, but I would actually love to hear from any non-binary listeners about how they feel about what happens specifically in this episode with the two of them going into a single doll. Because my immediate takeaway was, oh, no, I don't want to suggest that non-binary people need to be like meshed together to make a whole Mm -hmm. which again i don't know that that's the takeaway that was intended but it was the first thing that immediately crossed my mind yeah so i i I will co-sign on that yeah if we have any non-binary or trans listeners i'm actually very intrigued to hear your read on this um Mm -hmm. that being said we have gg um we'll just refer to them as gg moving on forward uh is going to tour the world, which I'm going to say is a <laughs> like a failsafe in case yeah. we can't get Billy Boyd back to voice this doll next year. So that Gigi will just be out and about. <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like one of those almost like an Andy and Kyle situation, right? Where we could hypothetically never see Gigi again and just mm-hmm. assume that they're out there living their best life, hopefully somewhere in Europe in, you know, fabulous makeup and dresses and slightly wonky hair. But Yeah, it definitely feels like if we do get a third season, if we want to continue to explore this character, these characters in whichever Mm -hmm. form they may appear, we've got the out. But yeah, my my petition is that I would love to see this continue to be explored with Lachlan Watson, who I think has done a fantabulous job with the role this year. But also, I want more of them, and I would love to see them in their own respective bodies so that we could continue to see the growth between glenn and glenda man we better hope that jennifer tilly slash tiffany had like a triplet we don't know about in seat of chucky because unfortunately um (laughs) Gigi's bodies are blue and dead (laughs) yeah yeah definitely not looking super great the last time we see them (laughs) but yeah so that leads us into the climax where we basically have tiffany who see oh who sees the mayor's (laughs) instagram feed (laughs) Mm mm-hmm which is the whole reason why we needed to be live streaming so that we could advance that narrative plot. <laughs> exactly. But also why it's important to note that that Bell doll is super, super rare, as pointed out earlier in the season, mm-hmm. because Tiffany has to transfer her soul into just a Bell doll. It can't be anything else, apparently, for some reason. Right. Unclear. Except the whole thing is revealed to be this red fucking herring, and it's Chucky <gasps> the whole time. This didn't work for me i loved everything else about this episode and this just felt absolutely dumb logically it makes no sense because the dolls don't have the same well maybe they do have the same face (laughs) (laughs) even like it it felt like we were wearing a whole doll skin on top of a pre-existing doll i was just like i mean what are we doing (laughs) we have done that in curse of chucky yeah because remember he's all stitched up and like the woman peels off the face to make because he has a perfect face and then she peels it off and he has the stitching on it underneath okay yeah so So we you know what this is part of the lore then we have done this before (laughs) 
but even before that, um, so yeah, Jennifer Tilly breaks into, I'm sorry, Tiffany breaks mm-hmm. into the mayor's house and the mayor is <laughs> unconcerned <laughs> with the I fact love that this. Jennifer Tilly is in her house. <laughs> Proof that celebrity will get you anywhere. The mayor even recognizes, hey, aren't you wanted for murder? Also, why have you broken into my house in the middle of the night? And no, it's basically just, oh, my God, will you take a picture with me? Yes, because I need to help my career. (laughs) I mean, the mayor has always been an utterly ridiculous character. She's terrible mother, terrible wife. And, you know, it's been fun to hate this character. It's almost disappointing to see her just come back for this one episode so we can get this fantastic kill. Mm -hmm. I'm also not sad about it because it was great to be reminded, oh, you know what? You suck. And now you're dead. (laughs) And man, do we get I mean, the show has pulled out all the stops and done some mm-hmm. fantastic gore effects. I mean, some of the blood is CGI in this scene, but honestly, though, sure. the, the practical work of the dummy getting split mm-hmm. in half is awesome. Oh, it's great. And uh, again, the glimpse behind the curtain is that we get to see the puppeteers pulling the two halves of the mayor's body <laughs> apart as the chainsaw goes through. Super, super fun. Oh, I do love uh, Chucky reading the shopping catalog. It's like Santa's hack and sack, and it's just mm-hmm. advertised as world's quietest chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Which he then remarks on, oh, yes, it is incredibly quiet. Where have you been in my life? So, okay, yeah, all this, I was like, okay, this is like, you know, I get it. We're moving on. Lex is an orphan now. But I was mm-hmm. not expecting these kids to be on point and like, Jake stabs Tiffany, and then so mm-hmm. does Devin. While, meanwhile, Lexi is just chainsawing the fuck out of Chucky's face. Yeah, especially when we have confirmation that this is supposedly the last Chucky that we are going to see. So it really does feel climactic in Mm -hmm. all the right ways. And it's, I mean, again, alarming to see that these preteens have had to adopt this murderous behavior. It was interesting. I I wonder what you thought of this, because we did get a previously on sort of sum up before the episode began Mm -hmm. and one of the big things that they talked about was you know we went back to season one where chucky was talking about how difficult it was to get these kids to commit murder yeah and i couldn't help but wonder if this was just to provide context for glenda's actions at the hospital or if it's gonna circle back around because lexi has now technically murdered someone oh see i thought it was cluing us into caroline's turn to evil Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that that works out well. I mean, it could be all yeah. of the above. Now, <laughs> I will be. say, though, uh, th- this was one. This worked less for me than the, the Chucky Tiffany reveal doll thing mm. did. Only because I was like, okay, so Chucky's kind of been brainwashing her, telling her she's adopted. Is she mm-hmm. really adopted? I don't think that's the I case. I don't think so. No. Um, I am a little concerned with having an evil child next season because I just don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree, but considering uh, Karina London Batrick's performance as Caroline, I've definitely found her an intriguing and compelling actor on this show. So I think she is up to the challenge of whatever Don Mancini might throw at her. Mm -hmm. Admittedly, yeah, this is a little bit of like Alexi's addiction storyline where I'm not super excited about it, but it does feel like... I don't know. There there could be potential in it. I'm not sure that I loved any of the cliffhangers as much as I maybe did in season one. But season two has definitely proved to me that I need to shut the fuck up and just take whatever I'm going to get with this show because it's always amazing. Well, it's also possible that literally we'll get Caroline and then in the premiere of season three, she'll just get killed. 
<laughs> it could be. Or, you know what? I'm also waiting for like an extended time jump. This episode takes place presumably a couple of months later because Lexi has already completed rehab when we open. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the future we jump ahead even a couple of years and say like Carolyn has been missing and then we've got some like new actress who can handle some more mature content yeah i mean we'll see i mean well okay so l- let's go into this then so because the, uh, the, the, the epilogue we have is that tiffany's got caroline and she's trying to transfer her soul into this bell doll and it doesn't mm-hmm. work until she you know what a crock right we get the reveal yes the bell doll is actually chucky so rather than having her possess the doll she recalls charles lee ray back into this chucky doll but not before mm-hmm. nika calls tiffany from <laughs> times square because they're both in times square <laughs> I love the erotic thriller vibes of this, by the way. It's very much like, I've been hunting you, and yeah. maybe also will fuck you. <laughs> um. So, I mean, yeah, so where are we? Oh, also, I love that the kids are not even under suspicion for no, murdering the mom. No, I know. I, as soon as Lexi picked up the, uh, the chainsaw, I definitely thought, oh, well, bitch, you just made a classic horror movie mistake, and now the police are going to suspect that you killed your fucking mom. Yeah. But luckily, that's not the case. No, which is very surprising. Uh, We also got the return of the science teacher. So presumably that will address any of the orphan foster care questions. I was really confused. I mean, look, again, I'm not even bitching about the logic in this show. But is it normal for three orphans from different parents just to be given to their science teacher, their high school science teacher? What are you talking about? It happens every day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Tiffany's fate is left undecided. And again, I have to feel like this is a fail safe in case Jennifer Tilly opts not to come back next season. Which can you imagine? It's like Uh, bestie friendship over. (laughs) Don Mancini's like, all right, I've written you a juicy part. And she says, ooh, actually, I've been getting other offers. I'm going to go do something else. Not going to come back. (laughs) I love that cop being like Jennifer Tilly. I always thought she was overrated. Just the constant digs at her career on this show. Just, I love a gentle ribbing. That's kind of a thing for me. Okay, so let, let's, what do we think is going to happen next season? My my only big worry is that, yeah, mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed the Jennifer Tilly screen time this season. I feel like she got more to right. do this season than she did last season. And I uh-huh. had a lot of fun with that. And I'm going to be really bummed if we don't have her back in the same type of capacity as next season. I was actually looking forward to having her as a doll voice again. I was too, but it's a similar situation to Lachlan Watson where I don't want to lose Jennifer Tilly's physical performance. I know, I know, me right? neither. I, I want it all. I want all of these actors and I want all of these dolls. Every time they say, ooh, this is the last one, I'm like, no, stop it. Stop eliminating narrative pieces that could be interesting like don't close that door keep dolls in play keep actors in play but if we've learned anything from this show it's that literally anything mm-hmm. I mean, the, the number of times that i wrote oh my god <laughs> in my notes because i was like where is this going <laughs> oh my god and what the fuck yes this show in a pinch um, okay so where do we think this is going i am going to make a pitch since don mancini talked so fervently about how much he enjoyed working on Hannibal. I'm thinking Hannibal season three went to Europe. And that's where Gigi has gone. So wouldn't it be fun if we took a page from Hannibal season three, and send these characters on a European vacation, and then we can have foreign chaos. Oh, and see, I didn't even think about that. Because I was thinking, oh, we're just gonna be filming in New York City, but it's gonna be Vancouver Mm -hmm. as New York City. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um hello this show is filmed out of toronto so oh toronto as new york city i'm sorry what is vancouver what is vancouver oh, that's la vancouver is la right 
I mean, Vancouver can literally do anywhere, anything. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this show specifically has been filming around Toronto. Well, so. then apparently, you know, we're getting a return to horror films set in the city. So mm-hmm. I, I actually wouldn't mind. But I like your idea better. Let's do some European gothic horror next season. I mean, yeah, I, I could see this show setting up shop in like a New York and doing, you know, a big city. I think the big issue is that the kids are still too young to be off on their own. So unless we're doing some kind of school trip or vacation or something mm. like that, it becomes more difficult to keep these characters in the same place at their age. Um. Well, I, I agree. But again, they're apparently going to be have, a, have their science teacher as their guardian now. Right. So she can do whatever she wants with them, apparently. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I mean, the show has never cared about narrative logic. So if it starts to think, oh, well, we need to have rational explanations to ground these plots. It's like, no, you're probably not doing Chucky anymore. Yeah, probably so. Um, or maybe it'll be spring break and they get they they, they win a trip to mm-hmm. like castle whatever in Bulgaria. Uh, yeah. What's the capital of Bulgaria? Um, it's Brasilia, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, Casita of Chucky was. Oh wait, that was Romania. Romania. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll go to Romania. I'm oh like, my god, how funny would it be if we then just do commentary on Romania? <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's where Seed of Chucky was filmed, standing in for L.A. <laughs> I love it. I would love it. Oh my god. Um, I hope that we're kind of out of the Devin and Jake. Uh fighting mm-hmm. or whatever like i hope we're kind of like on even ground then but i don't i just don't want a rift to come between these kids again i want them to all be working together and on the same page yeah it it's funny you sound a little bit like brenna on my uh, ya podcast where it's like i just want everyone to get along and they can't <laughs> but I, agree. I know they can't we, we have to have conflict but i'm just like no let's have the conflict be other places <laughs> agreed yeah it's like you know what i think this season showed or maybe just confirmed how good Chucky is at introducing new characters and making us care about them in a similar vein that like screen films have done, right? So yeah. I would love it if, yeah, we we sort of distilled the conflict out to maybe some new characters or new situations and just let this trio function as a unit as we saw them do in this finale, right? Because it was really enjoyable watching them put up a united front. Yeah, I, I would agree on that. But nevertheless... um. I would call this season a win for me mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I have enjoyed both seasons of Chucky, and I really am looking forward to what is hopefully going to be a third season of this show because, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I feel like now it really does feel like almost a reset of sorts, whereas last year I felt like, okay, I kind of, I think I kind of know where this is going a bit, but I don't know where this is really going to go plot wise next year. Mm -hmm. If anything, what they've done is actually given themselves more leeway about where to go with this. Last year, they almost painted themselves into a bit of a corner with the cliffhanger. This year, it's kind of like, well, we could get out of this very easily and then do a hard reset and do whatever else we wanted to do. Which I imagine was very intentional on Mancini's part. It's like, oh, I I have to make I have to end this to where it's like a bunch of cliffhangers to where I could or could not use any of these things that I'm setting up. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, everyone. Uh, let us know what you thought of Chucky, actually. And uh, I guess, yeah, <laughs> season two of Chucky as a whole and where you think season three is going to go as well. But um, yeah. until uh, next year, everyone, uh, we can cross out Chucky, actually. Indeed. And cross out season two of Chucky Queers. Chucky Queers.